welcome to the Sarah Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with the original voice actress for Sailor Jupiter from the 90s dub slash Deke slash Cloverway dub of Sailor Moon, um, which is when so many of us got into the series. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. It's a truly iconic moment. So I want to welcome Susan Roman. Hey, Susan. Hi, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm very good, thank you. It's uh, it's really really nice to talk with you because I did listen to your podcast uh, with Amanda Miller, and uh, um, she is uh, absolutely one of my favorite voice actors slash people on the planet. Uh, she's just so terrific, so full of life, so full of. She's so funny. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. She's just like one of those people who are automatically funny like she'll just you know let slide these little comments every now and again and in, in a kind of a really low-key way and you're just laughing your head off um so uh, the idea that uh, i met her um you know at a comic-con because she was being introduced as playing uh sailor moon i uh, Sailor no hello <laughs> what planet am i on uh <laughs> she was playing sailor jupiter in the new dub and uh, I, I just thought she was terrific. So after that, I would see her at uh, at different Comic Cons, and um, I, I just think she's terrific. And I think she did a, a terrific job. Um, wow. So I mean, I haven't seen all that many episodes of the new job, but I certainly have seen uh, scenes and and uh, you know a couple of episodes. And I I, I just uh, my hats off to her. I think she it's. She really made it her own, and um, that's sometimes not easy. If you've got, if you've got a certain voice in your in your head that you heard from childhood, and then you have to recreate that voice. I mean, I, that would be, uh, I would think that would be really uh, quite challenging, because um, you you always want to put your own stamp on something, but then you get you get so influenced by someone else's read, so you have to be careful but then if you end up if you happen to sound a little bit like the person then it just is what it is so you kind of have to get to the point where you just relax and say okay um, I'm going to make this my own this is my baby um, from here on in and she did that Um, and I think I, I think she's she's written a lot about how much the show influenced her when she was younger so I, I, to, to be able to play the character that meant something to you when you were young and then get to play it as an adult, well, I just I can't imagine anything <laughs> making someone happier. I just cannot imagine what that must feel like. So it's all, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it is. It is, yeah, especially when I spoke to her. I'm so glad you listened to the interview, and I'm so happy you guys are fans of each other. Um, is because uh, just to play the same, the voice, to be the voice actress for the same animation that you watched growing up is such a really cool moment. And to play, like, your favorite character, too. Um, I know she's very <laughs> I happy know. about that. I guess that's, that's <laughs> insane. And the mm-hmm. thing is, I, I mean, I know that... Um, she said, I think she read for every single character in the yeah. show. So it was, well, so did I. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, when, when we first, um, when they were first casting the, uh, the original dub, 
the entire city came out to audition for that show. Wow. Uh, and it was all, you know, uh, kind of top secret. And then everyone was saying, what is this? What is anima? <laughs> so <laughs> people, people didn't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, it was so funny. Everyone's just going, what? Um, anyway, so we, everybody read for every single character. And when you, if you don't know anything about it, it's just, they all get sort of confused and, and muddled up in your brain. So, uh, I mean, I, I know when I went home after I auditioned for every character <laughs> that there was, I thought, oh, I'd really like to play Sailor Moon because she had the most lines. <laughs> of course, you want to play the, the character with the most lines. Right. That's how, that's, how it, that's how it works. And I, I didn't really focus all that much on the other characters, but I do remember specifically saying, well, if I didn't get Sailor Moon, I really think that I liked, I, I would like to do uh, play Sailor Jupiter because I thought just from the lines that we were given at the audition, uh, she felt um, not that she was uh, that close to me personally, although she, she was. Uh, I just, I liked the fact that she was so different than any other female uh, cartoon character because in those days it was all cartoon, cartoon, cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was no anime whatsoever. Right. And uh, she was so different. And so, because all the little, all the girl characters were, um, you know, just more into their appearance and, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, <laughs> this character who's, who's, you know, she's got anger management issues. She's, she's feisty. She's, just all the things that a real person is, you know, all the different characteristics that a real teenage girl um, has were there. So that I said, I, I really like this character. So actually when, when my agent called and, and said, well, you didn't get the part of Sailor Moon. And I said, okay, fine. Uh, but you did get a part and it's, it's a character called, uh, uh, I think it's one of the planets. I said, yeah, I know that. They're all planets. <laughs> really narrows it down. Yeah, really narrows it down. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the, it was all so new. It was so new. And, uh, yeah. So, when when we went in that first day, we saw, they showed us the original um, Japanese dub. Mm-hmm. Um, with no subtitles and we all sat there and I, it was just so hard to follow if you're first I don't know have you ever seen the dub in Japanese without the subtitles not without subtitles I can only imagine like I, I couldn't I don't know because since I know the show now I could, could figure it out but without any context right. I can't <laughs> that would be very difficult I have it was other anime or um or some korean dramas actually without subtitles and tried to follow along and that's difficult yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, it you just get lost and you can't because there's so much action and the one that they showed us it was just action-packed like a lot of fighting against the megaverse and a lot of big war scenes warlike scenes and and i, I we're all sitting there going oh what What's going on? Like it was, but on the other hand, um, 
we were all fascinated by the animation itself. I mean, who had, I, of course, I had never seen animation like that ever, 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 ever. And the thing that I loved was that it wasn't pretty. So sometimes, you know, uh, especially Sailor Moon's facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they were hysterical. Yeah. And, we, and we're, I, that, you know, the idea that you can actually portray a female character looking goofy, looking silly, looking, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it looking real. You know, because sometimes you look, you end up looking, you know, you look the way you look and you make it facial expressions that are uh, very broad sometimes. And, and that's all part of, you know, being a real human being. So when I looked at the animation, I thought, this is terrific. And of course, what, you know, what you're trying to do is uh, make your performance match what you're seeing on the screen. Um, and what, so it was what, you know, <clears throat> pardon me, it was one of the most uh, um, animated animations I'd ever seen. <laughs> like, whoa, oh, I guess she's angry, uh, judging by the face that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, red and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, it wasn't a dainty little show. It was mm-hmm. not dainty. And, I, and yeah, I love that. That was so terrific. Yeah, I thought, too, I watched the... Um, I guess an interview or Q&A you did at a convention and you mentioned that you used to go in wearing boots sometimes and have your hair in a ponytail when you were. Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool. Well, the the boots, that really, that really helped. You know, when you're, uh, if you're standing there in sandals and, you know, (laughs) being all relaxed and then you're having to do this fight scene and it just, when you have, boots on it just makes you stand taller and it makes you feel it's a little bit of method acting I guess mm-hmm. um uh but it does it really helps and the thing was is that um the people who did the casting actually there was basically one person who did the casting and it was really ironic that when we all showed up that first day we kind of looked around and nobody had to say Oh, what part are you reading? Because we all looked like the character we were going to be playing. Wow. So it was the oddest thing. So Katie Griffin, who played Sailor Mark, comes in and she's got this long, 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 long head of black hair straight all the way down her back. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's kind of weird. And then I, I, I went, that's interesting. And then I realized, I mean, there am I. I've got my hair up in a ponytail. It's brown. It's, and I said, oh, wow. And Stephanie Morgenstern has this long, Sailor Venus has this long blonde hair. So it was, it was really interesting. I think that there was a little bit of uh, method acting going on with the person who was doing the casting. Because like, I think she thought, well, if they look like the characters, maybe they'll They'll play the characters better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. Something worked right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it was a really, really good cast. Yeah, definitely. All, all the way down the line. Yeah. yeah memorable to this day, so. Yeah, um, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, I also saw it in the same one, and I'm hoping you can sort of recant the story instead of, Someone asked you, I think, in that same interview, what's the wildest thing that's ever happened to you? 
Right. So, <laughs> um, I'm so glad you brought that. <laughs> uh, uh, so, no, it's just one of those times where, um, you know, you're really young and inexperienced mm -hmm. actress and your, you know, agent doesn't do some good investigative background uh, research and just sends you off to uh, a voiceover job and just says, so they just want you to do some dubbing for a film. And so I said, okay, great. Oh, that sounds like fun. I hadn't done a lot of dubbing. I was really, really young. Mm -hmm. And I walk in and, and I ask, you know, so where's the script? And they said, you don't need a script. Well, you know, that's <laughs> hint number one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is not going to go well. And uh, so then I walked into the, the room and they put the footage up on on the screen and it was a, a, a pornographic film. And uh, they wanted me to make the, the panting noises of the actress uh, on the screen. And I said, oh, man. And I, <laughs> my, my thought, I'm going to kill, kill my agent. As you said. Uh, but this this was an agent from like as i said it was like 4000 years ago i don't even remember who that agent was i think i left that agency soon after mm -hmm. and uh so i i said okay all right so i start and in my mind i'm like never again i will never find myself put in a stupid horrible situation like this i hate this i hate this and then i look up at the screen and the i the it turns out that i knew the actress <laughs> playing right. the part and i and I was like, oh, no. And I never, ever mentioned that mm -hmm. to her. <laughs> it was funny, though. But I I remember at that at that Comic-Con, during that panel, John Stalker uh, mentioned that he had seen, he had done some work on that particular film as well. <laughs> and I said, you're kidding. I said, both of us were on that horrible, and he said, "Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like it's different if you're a guy, mm -hmm. you know. I think it's, uh, you know, they just say, oh well, whatever. Uh, right. If you're a woman, yeah, if you're a woman, it's, it's, it, oh man, I was so uncomfortable. I just, mm -hmm. uh, anyway. So that was the the one and only time, right? But that something, you know, horrible like that ever happened. So, yeah. Thank yeah. God. Thank, thank God for that." Yeah, definitely. Thank God you were safe and made it out and, you know, <laughs> didn't have to encounter that again. Um, oh, you know, it, 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 it's, I was completely safe because that yeah. went on to, to be, this particular film went on to become like an underground cult classic. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> really? Actually, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like looking it up and seeing if I could find it on the internet. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I want to see it. Right. <laughs> Oh, I see how it's but, <laughs> oh God, I mean, just, yeah, maybe it's time to just oh, let that one go. That was just so many years ago, I can't even, yeah. my God. This is when I heard it on that um, Q&A, I was just like, this is such a wild story. And then just the fact that you knew the actress and it's just, it seemed like so much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of strange stuff that happened. Well, on the more positive side. How do you have a um, favorite role that you've played? Um, oh gosh, there's so many. I would say, uh, I for sure, for sure, Sailor Jupiter Alita is my 
probably my favorite role of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say my probably my second one. Um, I did a uh, an animated series called The Adventures of Tintin, mm-hmm. and I played uh, Snowy the dog. And uh, I thought I thought that was pretty much the height of of um, excellence. So what are you going to do today? So my sister sometimes would call and say, so what are you doing today? And I said, well, I'm just going to go downtown and bark for half an hour, and then I'm going to come home. And she said, bark? She said, yeah, I'm doing uh, the voice of a little dog uh, in an animated series, and the dog has no dialogue, uh, but he he just barks. But I'd get my script. I'd get the, the barking script, and, and it was um, – I just thought it was – it was a chance to be really creative because the dog was always falling off buildings and drowning. He, he had a lot of water uh, emergencies. And mm-hmm. so what I would do is I would just fill, um, instead of having tea in my cup, I would just have water in my cup. And then I would, as the dog was getting, you know, getting ready to, you know, go underwater, I would just take a sip of water and go, you know, but try to do it with dog sounds. and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started choking on the water and I said, okay, that wasn't a good idea. I don't want to die because you, you're afraid that the water's going to actually go down instead of going down your esophagus, it's going to go into your lungs. And I said, no, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. I'll just pretend. So it was hysterically fun. I just loved it. And uh, let's see. I liked playing... Uh, I liked playing little boys. Uh, I did quite a few little boy characters uh, through the years. And I loved that because there was a certain amount of freedom that goes along. I know it sounds odd, but little girl characters usually, except for Sailor Moon, but little girl characters are usually a little more, um, I don't know, a little more by the book, a little tighter, you know, a little more controlled. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in the in those days for sure. I mean, they just never they didn't really get all that angry or all that sad. They just they just were sort of kind of mainlining their way through every single episode. Mm-hmm. But when you when you when you were I didn't mean mainlining, I meant flatlining. Oh. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mainlining. No, no, no drugs in animation. Uh, so the little boy character suddenly you have all this freedom, you know, and you just you just feel, uh, when you walk out of there, you just feel like, you know, boom, 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 ba. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I got a home run. And it just gives you that kind of energy, you know. You just want to say, okay, I'm ready to attack the world. And so you would walk out. And for, like, the first hour or so after you finish recording, you just have this uh, – real kind of buoyant attitude and then as you know as time goes by you realize oh I guess I better put my my female self on now Mm. but um that was fun that's and I still like doing those kinds of characters because uh yeah it just you know it's good just for all of us to find our own inner little boy and our own inner little girl just kind of that's the great thing about doing that you know working in, in animation is that you get to discover other facets but you know what you're making me think of is that I don't think I'm pretty sure I have never this is a real lack in my life I have never played a villain 
Oh. Now, why is that, do you think? I don't know. That would be fun. That's a real let loose character. That, no kidding. That would be <laughs> like the epitome of letting loose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just never, I never, I would never even audition. I would never be asked to, to, to read for a villain. Um, hmm. Yeah, I should correct that. Yeah. I have to find, I have to find my inner villain, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got an inner villain. Yeah. If you're an actor, <laughs> you just go deep inside and say, oh, where did that come from? Right. Oh, my goodness. Would you want to be like a fun villain or a, a sinister or trying to think of what sinister. other villains are there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're going to be bad, you may as well go all the way. That's true. You know? That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, I hope I see you play a villain soon. That'd be fun. Thank <laughs> you. So my childhood self might, like, split my brain like, Taylor Jupiter's a villain, but <laughs> I'll get over it. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Amanda has played villains. I'm sure she has. She might have. Oh, Oh, I'll have to look that up. But she has. She does play um, Broto, though, who's a little boy. And she talked a a little bit about the same thing about like that being really fun for her to play. Yeah. 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 Look at her. Well, she's her her voice completely lends itself to that, right? Mm -hmm. To to getting into that. And you see, when when you when you get into the the whole little boy little girl thing, mm-hmm. uh, the male female thing, mm-hmm. in in younger terms, it's not so much. I mean, the sound of the voice is important, but if you wander around and you listen to little kids talking, they they little boys don't always have raspy voices. Sometimes mm-hmm. they have very clear voices, and if you closed your eyes, sometimes you wouldn't even be able to tell if it's a little boy talking or a little girl talking, right? Because sometimes their voices are very clear uh, and at the same sort of pitch as the little girls, but of course, before their voices change. So as I was saying, it's more of a, it's more of an attitude and also um, um, energy placement. Mm -hmm. So I discovered this uh, many, many moons ago that sometimes little girls, they tend all their energy is kind of pulled in um so and and of course i i'm generalizing like crazy here and i i mm-hmm. they you know i don't mean to but generally so they would might pull in so it's um it would sound like like on an in, inhale on an inward breath mm-hmm. i i didn't want to go i just wanted to it's all coming back in, whereas the little boy is pushed out. Yeah, yeah, little girl. Yeah, yeah. You see the difference? So one is like more on a sort of an energy coming into the body, like a tide, and the other one's like uh, energy going out, like the tide going out. And so if you just focus your mind on where to place your breath and your energy, suddenly you get you, you can get a real handle on how that how that person how that child would sound it's all about breath i mean the whole world the whole world of voiceover is about breath and the placement of the sound in your head or in your if it's you know focused at the back of your throat 
or is it focused more at the front of your mouth? Is it in your nose? Is it in your chest? Are you the kind of person who talks like that? Where all the energy is, like I can even, I've got my hand on my chest right now and I can feel the vibrations down there. Or is your energy up in your nose? And so, you know, if you talk like that, so it's just all it is is my energy is up here, right? Mm. All, you know, so many times people say, well, how do you create all these different characters? And it's just experimenting with all the places your breath can take you and all the places. So if you imagine in your mind, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put all my energy, I'm going to focus all my energy at the back of my nose. And now I'm going to focus all my energy at the, you know, the bottom of my throat at the back. And all of a sudden you've got all these different sounds coming out. It's absolutely astonishing. So it's not a, a I think everybody can do it. It's just that they don't know how. Mm-hmm. Until, until you know, some people find it all by themselves, and then other people. I've worked with people. I've been doing coaching lately, and we start exploring, and and I I can't believe what the things that uh, they're able to find. Mm-hmm. Like, wow! I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, you can. You totally can. Yeah, I'm so, thinking now too. I'm like, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> You can't, you can't, like in this kind of thing, you just go away by yourself in a, a, mm-hmm. a room that's got a good echo and just try, just try all the things I just talked about. And you'll say, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, that's cool. yeah, it's always yeah. fun. You're always learning. Well, I have to ask now, where, where do you put your breath or how do you maneuver your body, I guess, to get Sailor Jupiter? Um, that's very, very close to, um, my own, my own way of talking Mm -hmm. with added, um, maybe a little bit of, there's definitely tomboy in there. So I did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I read, uh, I don't read them very often because sometimes it can, you know, put you off your day forever if you read bad things, but actually there's quite a lot. People are very kind. Uh, but I've heard people say, uh, oh, I say, and they're always male to say it. I think she sounds too much like Sailor Jupiter sounds too much like a boy. And all the girls write back and go, what are you talking about? She sounds like, to, there are a lot of girls who sound like that. Like, shut up. And because <laughs> like what, what that commenter was probably meaning was she doesn't sound like a stereotypical girl. Mm-hmm. And I did that on purpose. I mean, Lita is not a stereotypical girl. So she's got, I've got to convey that, that, that barely contained, um, it's not anger, but there's, there's an energy there that's just ready to erupt. Mm -hmm. So that's always got to be there, that, that kind of energy. So in terms of me preparing for that, all it is is just making sure that I am absolutely every minute suffused with air and oxygen and purpose, right? I can't just stand there all relaxed and say, oh, well, how's it do? No, that's just not her energy at all. So as long as I have that going on or had that going on, um, it was terrific. I I just felt exactly the placement was exactly where it should be. And um, again, I really like that. I loved that idea that every single one of those planetary teenagers 
were so different mm-hmm. from each other. That was so brilliant because it meant that it, it addressed all, well, quite a few different personality types of, uh, you know, little girls who were watching the show and to see themselves represented where they had never seen themselves represented before, ever. And suddenly, so like, you know, the, 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 like people who were, you know, very, very into studying and maybe a little bit nerdish or geekish or whatever, suddenly they see themselves portrayed on, on TV and they said, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Look at that. There she is. There's someone who's just like me or someone, uh, like Lita who is so tall mm-hmm. compared to all the rest of the, the girls in, in, in the class or in the school and who's, who's not a girly girl. Uh, I, I always thought that was just so genius and so brilliant. And of course it was created by a female. I mean, hello mm-hmm. to have, to have girls represented in so many different varieties and types so that all the little girls watching or the big girls or whoever, or the women, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, can find someone to relate to. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. the, that was, that's the genius of the whole thing. And just to know that you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You're not alone. Look, at, there's this. It's, it, I know it's an imaginary character, but for that half hour that you're watching it, it's not imaginary. It's completely real, mm-hmm. right, in your mind. And, and then you take that with you and you go, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put on a pair of, I'm going to put on a pair of green boots and just go and tell people what I think. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I think that comes up a lot on this podcast, just how different the characters were and that, you know, you got to see like uh, Amy, Sarah Mercury, who's like smart and, you know, into school but also like she's powerful and strong and can you know as a fighter you know as a sailor scout yes. and then you know same thing like you said with sailor jupiter you know she's this tomboy and she's you know loves cooking but she's also like a fighter and the sailor moon she's yep. clumsy and like silly yep. but also like can is powerful so it's, it's a really powerful show like you just said absolutely well, I think I, that, I mean, it's unfortunate about, you know, the, the whole COVID situation has put Comic-Cons in danger for, I guess, the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I feel so grateful that I I was able to, to go to so many mm-hmm. and meet people who were influenced by that show profoundly. I mean, I, I, I used to, you know, at the end of the day, we all would. We would go back to our hotel rooms and we would just, it was like, what just happened? Because we're meeting people and, it, you know, people sometimes when they're, uh, you know, they're maybe a little shy or nervous about meeting you. And so you, when you're maybe a little anxious like that, you, you tend to be a little more emotional. So I think people's emotions were, were, you know, maybe a little more visible and a little more accessible. Right. And it was so amazing. You you almost can't take it all in because you realize this person 
like some people were, you know, a little bit more, hey, I, you know, I really liked you and I liked the show and I thought you were my favorite character. They're a little more blasé. But then there were people who they looked in your eyes and said, you were my childhood. I looked up to you. And then you'd start talking and they'd hear your voice and then they go right back to childhood mm-hmm. because the voices and that, that they heard is now standing there talking to them. And it's, so it, 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 I would just have to say it was an astonishing experience for the fans who came to say hello to us and 50 times more astonishing for us because we had no idea that, that the show had had that kind of impact. We had no idea. No, no, not a clue. Right. I, don't th- I don't think I ever saw it on the air. Okay. I didn't even know what, I didn't even know when it was on. I mean, you'd think that they would tell us or something. Oh, by mm-hmm. the way, it's on this network, blah, blah. No, they just say, oh, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So oh, it was uh, wonderful. Was that like the one of the first conventions you're talking about that you went to and kind of noticed the impact or just like continuously over the years? It, continuously. I haven't been to one that I, where I did not, become flabbergasted by the mm-hmm. outpouring uh, and a lot of you know a lot of people that it was really difficult for them to come up to our table or to come up to my table and talk to me I know that it was difficult I could see how difficult it was and that but they did it you know they they did it they forced all their courage and all their everything they possibly could force inside them or push or and and sometimes sometimes literally quivering um and it just so profoundly affected me oh i'm gonna start crying uh yeah it it's it it makes you realize that uh there are quite a few people out there who have not had an easy time of it right Mm-hmm. And to think that you might have been a little bit of a help, well, you just the, the, it, it humbles you, and you feel such grace that you got to find out that you you know just just from going in and doing your job the best way that you possibly could uh, could have that kind of a long term effect on someone else's and, and on a lot of someone else's. Uh, that's the kind of thing that you come home and you say, well, you know, uh, a lot of people say, what, what is it you do for a living? Is it like really important? Like, it's, it's, like what kind of a frivolous life do you lead voicing animation? And then now I think, wait a second, hold the phone. I think, I think it's a little more important than that. If you get involved in a project like Sailor Moon, if you have the incredible good fortune uh, then you did do something important. And I, so I think that's, you know, when we'd all, we'd come home and like the, on the plane, we'd be just <sighs> silent. Like we're just spent, right? And we're all sitting there in our own little memory bubbles, remembering the, the things that have been said to us, the wonderful things that have been said and the tears that have been shed and the emotions that have been expressed. And we just think, how lucky are we that we got to kind of see the fruit of our labors, you know, that we kind of got to, we got to see the resolution of something that was done so many years ago. 
so yeah, it's it's very, 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 very special to me. Yeah. More than I can ever say. That's wonderful. That's so nice. I feel happy now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you get to see. You know, I'm so happy the fans get to you know tell you how much you meant to them, and you get to see how much you meant to them as well, and get to feel that. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask too. Um, so, what advice would you have for someone? who wants to come up to you at a convention and what advice would you have for someone who wants to get into voice acting? Well, I, you know, I think things have changed so much now with this virus about approaching people and touching people. I oh, have yeah. no idea. I mean, in a what, post-COVID uh, <laughs> environment, hopefully. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, what used to happen is that people would just come up to our table and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I would always shake everyone's hand because I want to touch them. I want to, you know, establish a connection. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes if they got really, really upset or overcome, I would say, is it okay if I hug you? And I'd come around and we'd have a little hug. And then, but now God only knows what's going to happen as far as that goes. So in, in, which is such a pity, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, uh, getting involved in, in, uh, in animation and voice work. Um, it's, it's something that it's a really good idea. If you can to find someone to take some courses with, because otherwise you're just kind of out there and you're flying blind. But if you can take a few courses and now, you know, there's a lot of online coaching, um, and it's amazing, you know, how well it works. Because you could really, you know, you get your good microphone and good speakers hooked up to Zoom or, or you know, or Skype or whatever. Google Meet is also, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you can set it up so that it's almost like being together. And um, that, if you have something under your, uh, under your belt, some words of wisdom, some words of advice, you know, like just some simple, basic techniques that you can work on by yourself. Um, it's, if you do get the chance to go in and audition for something, you're going to feel a lot more confident about what you're doing because you, you might be saying, am I, am I doing this too broadly? Is it too big? Is it too little? How do I find out what's exactly, you know, the right level to, to play? Um, and that's all, those are all things that a, a, a vocal coach or an animation coach is going to tell you right away. I always say, you know, we're on a scale of one to 10 here. Okay. So I, I think you can really understand things. Most people, I do, uh, numerically. So we're on a scale of one to 10. 10 is like breaking, uh, you know, breaking the speaker, breaking the microphone level. And right now you're at a 12, so it's too big, right? Okay, so let's think of bringing it down to a, a five. So little, but and then you try that. Well, that was not quite big enough. Let's bring it up to a seven. So little by little, once you're working with a coach, you find out what your levels are, just as something as simple and basic as that. And that gives you confidence because then, you know, you're standing in front of this thing called a microphone, and it's a foreign object. I've stood in front of microphones for years. <laughs> like it feels like a thousand years. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine 
my life without standing in front of a microphone with a music stand and reading words. So it's all second nature to me now. But I realize when I speak with people and I'm coaching people that they, they're kind of a little bit lost, you know. And so sometimes people are afraid of their voice and it, the sound level. And so they'll back off the mic. So we lose half the performance mm. and that has to be addressed. And once it's addressed, once you figure it out, you go, oh, okay, that's it. And you fix it and you move on. But I, I know what the feeling must be like to be saying, what the heck do I do? Where do I start? And the best thing to do is if you want to start is learn by listening. So you take, you know, some of those, you know, whatever animated projects are out there that you admire, whatever characters and just sit and listen and listen over and over. Just take a scene, any scene that you like that where your character is a lot of dialogue and say, I'm going to listen to this scene 10 times in a row so I can figure out what this actor or actress did and how they did it and where the voice was placed and how loud it was in, in respect to the background music and the, and how they breathed. Uh, were they gasping for air all the way through or was it, you know, was it controlled and measured? Um, I, I, I just think you really learn a lot by listening to what other people have done it's not copying I don't mean that I mean you're listening so you could say to yourself I'm just going to go and listen to everything that Amanda Miller has ever done right I'm just going to I'm going to take or three of her projects I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen to like five episodes in a row and trust me by the end of it you will have learned something you really will you'll start to identify what she did with her voice, how she did it, um, how she interpreted things, the fact that she varied her performance, that, you know, it wasn't all one note. You know, the old, that's always the kind of the hallmark of a beginner is that everything is said the same way. I think this is great. You're doing wonderful. Blah, 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 blah. It's all at the same energy level mm-hmm. without giving some thought to the fact that every once in a while, you have to slow down. And then it's interesting, right? You've got to mm-hmm. think about, we don't want to be yelled at. That's one of the things. That, and, and animation is a very high energy kind of a medium, right? It's got a lot of stuff coming at you. So um, especially it's so hard, you know, if we're talking about villains. Villains are so hard because all they do is spew out villainy <laughs> like, <laughs> rarely, you know it's just like wah, 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 wah. so it's it's hard because you have to you want to sort of vary the dialogue a little bit so that the it doesn't sound all one note so you listen if you want to play villains go and listen to some you know do it just do a google search who who does the best voiceover villains in animation and you might even be going back to the time of disney and listen to what they do and the variance that they can do with their voices, the variations, right? I mean, yeah. and that's the thing too is you learn from the past. It's you, sometimes you've just got to go back and listen to the, the people, Mel Blanc, Hanna Barbera, all that Disney stuff, Bugs mm-hmm. Bunny. That like, listen, wow, you listen to him. Oh Bugs my, Bunny, yeah. <laughs> Talk about Bugs oh. Bunny. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, but, it's, 
Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head. And so, yeah, so we have to, sometimes we can learn an amazing amount from masters of the past. And then we take it, that knowledge, and we update it, right? And then then it it becomes new. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my... <laughs> it's my deep philosophical moment. <laughs> that is very helpful. <laughs> I'm oh, even like, good. oh, how can I apply this? Um, you know, I, yeah. Um, and then what would you say to a fan who's like, you know, in a post-COVID world um, where conventions are normal again, um, and they want to approach you, but they're kind of nervous? Well, as I say, we usually have, we're usually set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, at at tables and we're doing autographs mm-hmm. and then we're always set up to have uh, panels and then after the panel you know we come down from the stage and there's usually there are usually you know people hanging around that just want to say hello in person mm-hmm. we don't usually have a lot of time to hang around there but mm-hmm. that's where a lot we meet a lot of people um the the, the one thing is that's not so great is you know when we're going from one event to the other and we're walking along the hallways that's not a great time (laughs) because we're they're they're going come on you gotta go you gotta you know so we can't really stop then it kind of feels awkward if somebody comes up to you because you want to say oh i can't talk right now because they're they're really pissed off that we're late so i gotta go Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's it's, you'll see at most comic cons they'll always have the times that people are out uh you know either at the autograph table or at the uh um, at a panel and you just make a note and then just go up and say hi just wanted to say hi and i'll say hi what's your name (laughs) and that's how (laughs) and that's how it goes (laughs) yeah hopefully work up those nerves first Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm just a regular person. My goodness. <laughs> ah, we're all regular people. Yeah. But it means a lot to many people. You mean a lot to many people. So it's understandable. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, that's. Thank you. That's a nice Friday treat. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, and then, so I'm sure as you remember, um, in the original Deek, or maybe not, um, there was a Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode where she would kind of yep. like give like a PSA. And I think you, you recorded a few yourself. Um, so what would your phrase be? So Sailor Susan says. Sailor Susan says, hey, you know what? We are all equal and deserving and we all are worth something so if we're worth something then that's the best way to be and our worth will explode through the world and then we'll all be filled with love and harmony so reach out even if somebody looks like they don't want to talk to you or they don't like you just give it a try see if you can get through get through to those people and you never know what you're going to find on the other side that's what I say. Sailor Jupiter says. <laughs> that was awesome. Jupiter. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I'm going to go outside and just yell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yell. Yes. <laughs> and then all the neighbors are going to say, oh, I think she finally lost it. <laughs> I mean, we wondered when that would happen. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone would be surprised in the year that we've had. So. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay. I'll put it down to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, think that's <laughs> I lost it there for about four minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then what is next to you and where do you, can people find you? I, at the moment, I am in the process of putting, uh, or the process, mm-hmm. I've got to get my American pronunciation, mm-hmm. uh, uh, putting together uh, my website, SusanRoma.com, which has not been, which I've owned for uh, quite a while and still haven't um, kind of gotten up and running. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, what I'm doing, too, is working on my animation demo because I've been, I've been taking all the stuff that I've done, compiling all the stuff that I've done over the years and putting, trying to put it into one uh, demo that will last like approximately 19 and a half hours at the rate I'm going. So I have to, I have to edit it. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, the stuff keeps coming out of the woodwork because I thought all the stuff that I had done was on, on IMDb and it isn't, not by a long shot. So I keep finding stuff. And, I don't. and people sometimes send me, they say, uh, like send me a clip from something that I had completely forgotten about. And they say, this sounds like you, is this you? And I'm thinking, Oh God bless them. Yes, it is. Good. I can put that on my, my demo, but I had like completely forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what the, the, the main thing that I'm doing is trying to get that up and running. And part three is building a studio uh, in my house, mm-hmm. which is, taking a lot so what's happened here because of the virus um there if you don't have a studio at home you you're you're kind of limiting yourself because a lot of times they're saying uh we would really prefer to have uh, to hire cast somebody who has a, a home studio so that we don't have to bring them downtown into um uh, the main uh, like a regular studio mm-hmm. so that's kind of put a little bit of a uh, uh, kibosh on things, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, because you can't, right? So I said, oh, okay. Well, I guess it's time for me finally to put together mm-hmm. a studio for myself. Um, so that'll be great. Once that's done, then I can say, okay, I'm. I can do auditions to my agent. I can do auditions now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm up and running. So uh, yeah, it's always something, eh? Always oh, something. something. Yeah. What's that? Is, sounds fun at least. Sounds like a new adventure for you. <laughs> it is a new adventure, mm-hmm. Victoria. You are just you are full of like really wise, wise <laughs> words today. I love it. Thank you. I I I'm gonna write that on the fridge. It's an adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. It's not a. Oh my God! How do I do this? It's an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at like finding new ways to brand things. <laughs> Well, that's a challenge. You can take that a long way to the bank. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> to find a way. Wow. Um, and yeah. I just look it up. Um, Amanda did play a villain called Flutterina, and she wrote, I forgot about it. She's kind of like this sly villain. Um, oh, wow. Really What's it there. called again? Um, Flutterina? Flutterina was the character. She played it in she on Netflix. The new she okay. um cartoon. Yeah, so hopefully we get to see you uh, play a villain, too. Okay, maybe we can be villainous sisters, Ooh, she and I. That would be <laughs> oh, nice, Vicky. How's that? That's my villain. I like it. <laughs> oh, thanks. 
Thanks. It, it sounds like really real, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not too cliche. <laughs> Just the right amount. <laughs> Just the right amount of cliche. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for coming on the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. My pleasure. This has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed every single second of it. Yay, so did I. I'm so happy we did this. Me too. Me too. Thank you for asking me. That's was really sweet. Yeah, of course. Thank you for saying yes. And, <laughs> and good, luck, good luck with it. I hope that your podcast does wonderful things for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope your at-home studio does wonderful things for you too. And new website. Thanks. And my website. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. Get up for it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get that little thing off the ground one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, At you. least I have the domain. Okay. Right. Yes. That's important. Domain is the most yeah. important thing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. With my name, no less. I mean, I thought that was pretty lucky. Yeah, that's extremely lucky. I didn't get my name, so you are very lucky. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's why I have to snap it up. Mm-hmm. I think it cost all of like seven seven dollars and forty three cents, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't a popular item. <laughs> oh, it might be now. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, you never know. Yeah. Okay, Victoria, thank you yeah. so very much. Thank and, you. Um, good luck and um, enjoy uh, your weekend. You too.